five breakfast catch up. Ten years ago, no, nine years ago, I was part of thousands of people who went from the University of Cape Town to Parliament uh, on Roland Street in Cape Town, and everyone was chanting that Bladen Zamande, uh, education, higher education minister, needed to go. And nine years later, today, people are still saying Bladen Zamande needs to go. People are still saying that university students are not being provided what they need to study. People are still saying university students uh, need to just get on with it. But university uh, students are saying it's really expensive. I have historical debt, uh, and they're not being allowed to register, and they're not being able to look after themselves and there seems to be this endless crisis in South Africa where universities are saying we're being under-resourced and we're being not supported enough by government in terms of funding and students are saying but the conditions that you are providing us are very, very often just not survivable or conducive to a good studying environment. And it seems like every year it's rinse and repeat as both of those groups, universities and students, are saying the government needs to do more, needs to change. Bladen Zamande out again. And then we repeat the next year. And it happens every single year over and over again. And it's happening again now. And that's why we're trying to understand it. So I'm delighted to welcome onto the show our guest for today, Stundiwin Somi. She is a WITS economics graduate, current honors student and spokesperson for SAIEC, which is the South African Youth Economics Council. Stundiwin, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. You're enrolled at WITS right now. Does this year feel different to you? I mean, you've been studying for a bit. Indeed. Um unfortunate that this has become an unfamiliar scene from the time I started with this. Um, every single year there was protests and issues of financial exclusion. And I think it just speaks to the lack of firstly the university being responsive to the financial realities of a lot of their students. Um, because majority of the student population is made up um, of young people who come from poor and working class backgrounds. And so when they have very exclusionary policies mixed in with um, NASA's and the Department of Higher Education that is also unresponsive to the needs of students. It just makes it inevitable that every single year black students are going to have to parade their poverty um, on the streets of South Fontaine and on campus to finally be heard. And I mean, this happens at uh, universities all across the country and every single year the universities say, but government is funding us less and making us take on more students. And that has caused an unsustainable model where we literally need students' fees to to run as a university. And so that for me just feels so difficult because the degree to which one believes the university, I guess, is up to each individual. But do you feel like there's a situation where government needs to be doing much more or do you think universities can do more and aren't doing more? I think the, the, the doing of the more can come from both sides, right? Because an institution like this university gets a lot of its money from, from, from donors and private funders to either fund research, um, for academic research, or other things. I mean, this also had its centenary last year, and um, the, the predecessor to the current vice chancellor had set up an endowment fund and yes. um, advocates. To, to raise, I think, a hundred billion or of some sort to, to assist with the, the persistent financial exclusion issues that students face. And today, there hasn't been a reporting of how that money has been used to yes. actually assist students. So I think that's a big issue. Um, and also, when we look at the university and, 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 and what it, it can do, um, the university itself speaks of um, student debt that they have incurred of over a billion rands due to accumulated debt and students not being able to pay. Um, 
side, if one looks at that and looks at the fact that there are policies that, that mandate students to pay 50% of their outstanding debt for them to be able to register, it then becomes a nonsensical exercise because if a person can't register for their final year of study um, or for their postgraduate studies that is necessary for them to enter the profession that they want to go into, sure. um, it then decreases the ability of that person to even one day at least be in a position to get a good job and be able to pay back that outstanding debt. So when you look at those policies in and of themselves, they don't make any sense because they, they don't respond to the nutrients of, of students and their needs. But I think when you also look at the side of government, government has made or has exacerbated the crisis. And I think the first and most obvious one is the policy of Netflix um, capping accommodation to 45,000 rand. Yes. Um, that is incredibly unrealistic given the fact that um, a bed in Brompton Plain is at least at a starting price around 5,000 rand and upwards. Yes. And so you're then putting students in a position where um, they have to top up that amount and you're going to find so many students, especially in private accommodation residences, who are going to be evicted because at some point they won't be able to pay um, yeah. the, the top up amount that they're going to need to pay. Um, and that, that also feeds into the wellness of students and, and student safety. And, and of course, when one is in that position, it affects the academic performance as well. And so we're creating a crisis where next year students will have increased debt, yes. um, will have no place to stay, and probably will end up being academically excluded because of all of the financial pressures that they're, that they're facing. Um, and I think we have also a lack of good coordination at the, at the Department of Higher Education and how higher education is supposed to operate yes, in so and of itself. Sandiwe, I'd love to ask you about that because I vividly remember when I was uh, studying um, and it was the beginning of Roads Must Fall and then it was Fees uh, Must Fall and there was lots of protests going on and there was this awful moment when uh, the university was saying, and this was UCT by the way, and then Roads was saying like we can't do much more than we are trying to do because we have government mandates to for example take on many more students even though we can't afford to do it because government's funding is being cut towards us and there was this moment when I think the vast majority of the student body was like right there's no point protesting against the university anymore. We need to somehow mm-hmm. make government care. We need to force yeah. government to do something like calling for Bladen Zimande to, to um, uh, resign. But what was complicated about that was that the government just did a really good job of ignoring and placating. You remember Jacob Zuma promised that all higher education would be free. Like, like that, mm-hmm. that, that is literally what he said. And then there was this difficult mm-hmm. moment where the students were like, the only method that we have is to disrupt the university to try and force the government to care, like trying to stop academic activity from continuing but the fear then was but then you're losing some academic year and of course that is harsh but like what if it doesn't work to stop the government or to cause the government to change and i feel like that's the bind that students are in again this year indeed it, it, it actually is the same situation that students find themselves because while agencies are protesting academic programs are continuing and and, and a lot of and students have moved lectures to being online, and so it creates a, a big problem for student leaders themselves because while they're on the street, they're missing out on academic exactly, time. Exactly. And as you said, there is, the un- there is the uncertainty of will this get the attention of national government? And um, because I mean, with these are small, it's when companies have been in fraternity students, so it took quite a long time to even get President Jacob Zuma to make that one pronouncement. Yeah, um, right. But I do think that it's necessary. We, 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 we as, I think in our, in our statement as SIEC, 
and called for the, the setting down of Blade Monday because he demonstrated his incapability of trying to solve the issues in higher education. For sure. Um, I think you, you alluded to it, um, or, or, or one of your colleagues said, of the fact that last year the minister had set up the task team to look into a funding model for meeting middle students, particularly in collaboration with commercial banks in South Africa. Yes. And in a country where missing middle students even struggle to qualify for, for student loans um, with many of our commercial banks, it makes no sense yeah. to still go back that very same exclusionary measure. You're absolutely right. Sandy Msomi, thank you so much for your time. Current Vits Honours student speaking about why protests happen every year and so often. She's the spokesperson for SIAC, the South African Youth Economic Council. Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Breakfast by going to 5FM's Catch-Up page on the 5FM app or 5 City.